sunshine, liberty-loving patriots. Welcome to the Chris Ann Hall Show, Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. I am not Chris Ann Hall. I'm J.C. Hall filling in. Uh, Chris Ann and Sonny are uh, flying in as we speak and should be here probably in a few hours if Southwest can keep the power on. Uh, And Selwyn is here with me. Welcome, Selwyn. You, uh, Selwyn, you flew in. You flew back home. What was that? Um, yesterday, three in the morning. Yesterday, yeah, yeah, yeah. I ended up got got back here at three a.m. because of all the outages with Southwest. Apparently, their entire system went down all over the country, and then something happened again today. I, I think last three days, three days in a row, uh, they've dropped. And of course, we we fly Southwest. Not too many choices out there. Yeah, but I think, I think Southwest needs to get it together. Yeah, pretty. Uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, so I noticed a notification went out on YouTube today and I and maybe the other places where there are supposed to be notifications. Um, I think I got all the settings right so that that happened. I got one, so that's good. So maybe uh, people will know we're up and running today. Uh, let's see. Huh. The title did not update, but that's okay. The title was supposed to say, have the Capitol riot organizers been found? Have the Capitol riot organizers been found? And I don't know if I'm, uh, dropping a few frames here and there. Still, I see some buffering on my side. I don't know if that's um, what that is. So, here we are. And uh, still still trying to nail down whatever whatever's been going on. But we're up and running. Got notifications. We're, screen, we're streaming. And here we are. JC and Selwyn, I'm going to take this lozenge out of my mouth, filling in for Chris Ann tonight. Appreciate you guys. Chat room is filling up. People are showing up. So here we are and there we go. Um, Yeah, so... Some frames still dropping, but seems like I think we'll be okay for the most part. What do you think? What do you think, Selwyn? I think we'll be all right. We'll be all right? Okay. Just hang with us. All right. So we're here. So have the Capitol riot. I don't even know. Well, they call it insurrection. January 6th event. January 6th trespass. That's what I. That's how I think of it. The January 6th trespass. Um, and let me check my volume real quick. All right. I think that's all I have for now. So it is what it is for the moment. So we can yell. Hey. (laughs) All right. Yeah, so uh caught a um 
caught Tucker Carlson's monologue, whatever, some little thing. Tucker Carlson has got a there's a article on Fox News where Tucker Tucker Carlson talks about this government government agents may have helped organize the January 6th Capitol riot. Uh, and, and of course he leads, he leads talking about, uh, this young man, Justin Tyron Roberts, not a young man, actually old, old man, 39 year old, Justin Tyron Roberts, uh, went on a shooting spree, multiple state shooting spree was racially motivated. Suspect was targeting white men, uh, because he says that, uh, throughout his life, specifically white males had taken from him and also what he describes as military looking white males had taken from him. I, I don't know if the guy is probably not, uh, not in his right mind, There's probably more going on there, but this is, this is and Tucker makes this point in the, in the uh, monologue or article, whatever monologue that's now an article on Fox um, that, you know this. That's that's what the the BLM and the CRT social justice narrative feeds like. So if you have a guy who's maybe off, probably already off or whatever, and and that's what you're feeding. You're feeding that. You're triggering guys like this with that racial division narrative. And we have leaders in the government, DHS, Justice Department, the president. I mean, everybody and their brother on the Democrat side, pretty much 100% on the Democrat side, um, and probably a, a good handful of Republicans, saying that white supremacy is the greatest threat uh, that we face in America. And are are you a white guy, Selwyn? Are you consider yourself a white guy? I guess so. Yeah? <laughs> you're You're what? Your heritage is Dominican Republic and Puerto Rican, right? Yep. That'd be Latino. Yes. So I, I mean, I don't know what I don't know what these groups are anymore. So I don't even know what to call ourselves or what to call anybody. But but that's the thing they try to do. So rather than because so what he, what he is is Selwyn. If, if I were to wear a shirt with an American flag out on it. They'd probably call me a white supremacist. Yeah, probably. Instead of Latino. Right? But that's but that but that's what <laughs> they try to do. I mean everybody's trying to they try to you know, put everybody in groups. Like you're right. some group. You're exactly. a member of a group, this group, that group. Yeah. And so white supremacy, whatever that is. Yeah, whatever that uh, is. Uh is supposed to be the biggest threat. Do you feel threatened by white supremacy? Not at all. Okay. <laughs> I've been had any issues. I don't even know what I don't know exactly what it is. They haven't defined it. I don't know what it looks like. But who and and here's the thing, who who are the who are they? <laughs> right? Who are these threats? What are they doing? Uh so here's you know, and, and this <laughs> this guy who's not, not a white guy, but he's targeting white men. because uh, apparently he's he's been taught that they've taken everything from him, which is the CR the, the critical race theory right. social justice narrative. The dem basically it's the platform of the Democrat Party uh at the moment. And so, you know, here's I think here's the results uh, of their of their messaging. But th that's that's the greatest threat. So bigger than, 
you know, terrorist or I mean, whatever, whatever it might be, biggest, biggest threat. I don't know how many big threats really, when you think about threats, what are the threats? I don't know if there are that many threats out there other than what I see as a threat is the government, right? I mean, that's one of, one of the few sort of big movements, big collectives, you know, big group rather than an individual, you know, attacking another individual for whatever the case may be in that situation. As far as the broad scope of large group of individuals being a threat, the government government is really the only threat that I see. Who else who else is being threatened by a large group of people? I mean, can you think of a, a group of people, some movement or whatever that we that we actually have evidence of that's that's doing harm to people that's actually threatening people? I can't think of many. I can't. The government, federal government, for sure. For sure. Now, I think of uh, in moments, at moments, the radical, uh, radical anarchist movement, revolutionary anarchist movement, which includes BLM and Antifa. Now we can look around, and there's a group, a group of people that were literally. Attacking, threatening, burning, looting, destroying, all of this sort of stuff. I mean, as much as they talk about the white supremacy, the proud boys and the oath keepers and all this sort of sort of stuff. At, at what time have proud boys, oath keepers, uh, the state militias and various ones, at what time have they seized uh, cities, areas of cities, attacked businesses, burned down businesses? you know, literally committing violence against people. I mean, even in even in the capital so-called insurrection, uh, you know, the, the death, the actual death there was at the hands of the federal government when they shot the female, Ashley Babbitt, when they shot her, which we still don't know who, who shot her. They're not identified who the agent or anything like that um, shot this unarmed, Air Force veteran, female Air Force veteran for crawling through a door. You know, I mean, you know, you could make the argument not smart to be in the situation she's in and, you know, whipped up, whipped up in the emotion and, you know, going in authorized places. But you don't shoot someone. Right. The guy's standing at a distance and just drops her for crawling through a door. Who does that? The government. Right. So, I mean. This seems to me that when we talk about threats, there's the threat. And then we further find out because you because oh, somebody would say, oh, well, what about uh, J.C.? You're saying, you know, you haven't seen any of these right wingers doing any of this stuff. Oh, what about the Capitol riots? Oh, what about Michigan kidnapping of the governor? Those are glad you brought that up because uh, here's here's the point of the story today. And go to uh, re- uh, website revolver. Uh, dot news revolver dot news and this is the article the investigation that um tucker carlson references and i and i i recommend now the site is full of ads i mean it's how they pay for what they do and they encourage you to subscribe to get rid of the ads whatever a lot of ads um so it probably doesn't look great on the screen but but go to the Go to the site, read the articles. Very, it's a really long. I printed it out. It's like ten pages long. It's worth the read. It's very thorough, 
and uh, you know they've gone through the charging documents. I mean, these guys have really these are investigative journalists. I mean, these are real journalists, and they've dug and dug and dug and dug for uh, several months now. And lo and behold, I said, have we found the Capitol riot organizers for January 6th? Uh, They think um, maybe that, yes, we found them, and it turns out it's the FBI. So in all the charging documents, here's what's what's telling. And, 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 of course, they lay the background of the Michigan, the alleged Michigan kidnap plot that you know some militia militia group the uh, wolverine watchmen were going to kidnap and kill the michigan governor and now of course the the testimony that you hear saying that you know that's what they're planning to do uh, is the testimony of an undercover agent who was in there we find out that almost a quarter of everyone involved was a federal operative was an operative of the FBI, an agent or an informant. So over a quarter of people involved in the alleged plot. Now, the ringleader. <laughs> so the same person that is giving the testimony that, hey, they wanted to um, execute the governor. That was, that was the words he used. So the same guy that gives the testimony, yeah, they, they were going to execute the governor. He's also the guy that said the ringleader of who who identified the ringleader of the group. You know, you know who the ringleader of the group was? Tell me. A homeless guy living in the basement of a vacuum shop. Just what we all want to hear. Yeah, that's the ringleader who they said I think they said was the national leader of whatever some militia 3% thing <laughs> or what have you. Homeless guy. Jeez. Uh, who had been taken into uh, a basement, living in the basement amongst a bunch of boxes um, in a vacuum repair shop or vacuum sales shop. And, uh, I mean, that's I guess that was, this, that was his secret lair from which he coordinated, plotted, and attempted to uh, carry out the kidnapping and execution of the Michigan governor. So... And that was just not very long before the Capitol insurrection. And how the thing started out, apparently, in Michigan, was it started out, they were going to storm the Capitol building. Sound familiar? Yep. So several months before the storming of the Capitol building in Washington, D.C., here were these operatives and a certain special agent in charge of this thing had infiltrated allegedly infiltrated these three percenters in this militia group. Um, and it turns out most of the people involved were actually FBI operatives. And the idea was, Oh, we're going to, we're just, we're going to go to a rally. It's like a second amendment rally. And then we're going to get people whipped up and, and get them to storm the Capitol. That was their plan somewhere along the way. And by the way, th- so the FBI, operatives were plugged in there before before there was any plot kidnap plot or anything or whatever so the whole life they're there all along think about this they're there all along somebody comes up with well let's not just storm the capitol let's kidnap the governor and let's execute the governor and of course the guy the fbi guy involved says oh that was their idea even though apparently uh 
in several instances, most of the people involved were actually FBI operatives. There are more FBI operatives, so they had a, they had a van where they're scoping out the place. And they're gonna they're driving around. Uh, three out of five people in the van while they were planning and scoping and doing all their thing were FBI operatives. So only two of the people were not federal agents in this van. And if I understand correctly, it was it was one of the FBI operatives who made the suggestion to blow up a bridge. Jeez. One of the FBI operatives was the bombs, the the explosives expert. That's crazy. So now this is nothing new. We've seen this. I remember um, I remember years ago. Uh, Judge Napolitano did did this expose and went through. I think there were like 17 so-called foiled terrorist plots that the FBI had stopped. Right. FBI stopped 17 uh, terrorist plots. The thing is, they were all their plots. The FBI came up with all of them, found some person who was not in their right mind. Uh, a majority of the people had some sort of mental uh, illness or, or deficiency or whatever. They lured these people into their plot. Like in one of them, I remember the guy was some mental case. FBI contact, like drew the guy in, gave him the plot supplied the van, drove him to the place, uh, had fake fake explosives that he thought were real. Like, they did every everything that he was basically, like, just tagging along. They had some mental defective and then say, hey, we're going to blow stuff up and you want to come along? And he rides with them in the van while they're carrying out the plot that they came up with. And, and then they foiled the I, terror attack. I, I feel like they, in a situation like that, it's just... So the agency's reputation can get a good name. Yeah, and and more funding. And more funding. Right? Yeah. Look at all these plots where we stopped. So this justifies uh, warrantless searches. This justifies roving wiretaps. This justifies being in everybody's email, bank accounts, phones, uh, you name it, right? So, so apparently here we are again. And so revolver.news has dug through the the charging uh, documents and the, the the sort of short of it, the long and short of it, uh, is as you look through there, you have all these people that they won't name, person one, person two, person three, uh, uh, is what we call UCE, this, which, is, which is basically informant, undercover, whatever. Um, and, and so... They don't name them yet. Person two, person three, person one, all these people that they don't name, they say are co-conspirators. And in many cases, they are either these person one, person two, person three are guilty or or well are described in the evidence along as doing what the other person who is indicted and charged. So the the. Person one, person two, person three, and all these unnamed people are not charged, and their actions are, in nearly every case, either equal to or or more severe, right? They did more egregious things than the actual people that were charged, 
but yet they weren't charged. And and remember at the beginning of this, Christopher Ray was or or the other guy. Matter of fact, the guy. So the guy in charge of doing the Capitol Hill, the Capitol riot investigation, the special agent I mentioned earlier, same special agent that was in charge of infiltrating the three percenters in the what started out as storming the Capitol in Michigan that turned out into an alleged kidnap plot. Seems so fishy. So he moved from Michigan to D.C. coincidentally, coincidentally. as as essentially the same. The same thing, the same tactics, same plot, same story, same script that happened in Michigan now coincidentally happens in D.C. with this guy. And he describes this shock and awe and we're going to charge. We charge everybody and we charge, you know, we charge crazy stuff um, to whoever for whatever. And uh, but yet here are these people with no names, even though they're called co-conspirators who are not charged at all, even when their actions are worse than the people that were actually charged. What does that tell you? It, if if the same thing, and this is the point that Revolver is making, Revolver.news is making, that if you see what happened in Michigan with the infiltration, with the intense involvement of the FBI, and then the same guy moves from there to D.C. before before January 6th, then isn't it safe to assume that they they were embedded in the same way with this group that went to D.C.? And then we see further all of these unnamed people who are strangely not charged with anything, even though they're side-by-side, shoulder-to-shoulder with everybody doing whatever they're doing, doing the same stuff, sometimes worse, and even giving directions, suggestions, coordination, organization. Another another explosive expert, again, in D.C., is one of these no-name person that doesn't get charged. Now, remember in, the, in Michigan, the explosives expert was actually FBI agent. So it seems we may have found the organizers, and the organizers... So the FBI would say, we found the organizers, and the organizers are us. That's what, that's what should be the FBI report. And this is where we are now. Uh, and, of course, so the same guy, actually former, uh, former FBI director, says that uh, they need to round up congressmen and lock them up. And he talks about how, you know, we can't the lessons we learned from 9-11 and all, all we did after 9-11 and Patriot Act and all that sort of stuff. We, you know, we learned we got to we got to, you know, get in there and, you know, do what they do. And then not only that, but get the get the get the big fish, get the ones at the top, get get the leaders. And he says those, those leaders are the congressmen. So we need to we need to target them and lock them up. Now, this. I don't know what this sounds like to people listening, but this is this to me this sounds like a coup. I mean, FBI, and we've said this many times on the show, uh the FBI is clearly demonstrated it is a rogue agency. It is a oh, yeah. rogue anti-American agency. And it's now weaponized against dissent, political uh political dissent. So this 
FBI basically is now talking about, you know, rounding up people, shutting shutting down disagreement. If you don't, if you disagree with the government, if you have dissent, uh, then you should be rounded up, locked up, taken out. One guy, and uh, this, let's see if I can find it in the article. Um, I think about one of the individuals who was out on the steps, so not even, uh, not even in the in the White House or in the uh, Capitol building, on the steps, and was charged with a handful of crimes. Um, George Tanios, I think, was the name, and uh, charged with assault on an officer with a dangerous weapon because. He allegedly used chemical spray uh, against one of the officers. So, but uh, turns out he he didn't go into the Capitol. He didn't use bear spray himself. He had this bear spray in his backpack. His buddy reached for it to take it out. Take it out. Um, he tries to stop him. And uh, even that guy never used the bear spray, but yet this guy gets the book thrown at him. Many of these people still being held in jail, um, really for just being present for just being essentially just being there. That's insane. So you, you have a lot of people, uh, still incarcerated, still being held in solitary confinement, even for simply being present, simply being present. Most and, you know, most people that were there, it was just dissent. And it's funny listening even to the one guy that they talk about. Um, what is the name? Caldwell. Mr. Caldwell. Thomas Caldwell, I believe it is. And it's funny reading through his text. He's talking about uh, he's talking about the event and the experience. And you hear a guy talking about um you know, climbing, climbing through the construction, climbing over the scaffolding, man, I, I, they were shooting tear gas. And, you know, we, and then we got in, we got out on the balcony, man. It felt amazing. And I was waving my American flag and singing America, the beautiful. I mean, how does that sound like someone who is there to overthrow the government? Right. I mean, so a lot of these, even the guy, even some of these guys that went in there, just sort of got caught up in the emotion of the thing. And yeah, you know, and it's just like, just like a, I don't know, crazy scene. And they're, you know, photo op singing, waving flags, you know, yelling, screaming. I mean, so you got, you got people that basically did that. That's who they were. That's what they did. And in solitary confinement, locked up, for God knows how long. And so this is all about quashing dissent. So this the, the, the radicals, the radical leftists have weaponized, weaponized the Department of Justice, the FBI in particular, in this case. We want to start the conversation about the CIA, but have weaponized the FBI to target dissent. So this is not this is not a restrained agency f- just following the rule of law and trying to enforce the rule of law. Because if it was just about a restrained, objective law enforcement agency, 
enforcing the rule of law. Then you've got you've got some trespassers. You 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 know you got people get damaged property and stuff like this. The, the director is up talking about a, this is a white supremacy, white supremacist domestic and te- uh, terrorist event, and the greatest threat we folks. So they whip this thing up like like these people are. I mean I don't know. The worst global threat uh, we've ever faced, and we have to eradicate them from the face of the earth. You, I mean, you basically had, a, you know, the people that actually did anything, which most did not, but the people that did anything, going into doors that were already open, right, and just really raising a ruckus, yep. basically. Now, did you have some a handful of people? You know, doing things that, yeah, they should probably get higher charges than some others. Yeah, yeah, you probably have a handful of those. Uh, But, of course, as it seems to, as the information seems to indicate, even some of them were instigated by federal agents and entrapped by federal agents. Once again, their plot probably being carried out, uh, plot instigated by them at least, helped organize this thing seemingly and so here we are again absolute rogue rogue agency rogue agency and has been department of justice fbi department of justice the whole thing has been for a very long time we think back to ruby ridge i don't know how old are you selwyn a young boy yeah (laughs) you're you're older than you look actually (laughs) You are older than you look, but I don't, and I don't remember the year, um, but Ruby Ridge, anybody remember Ruby Ridge? That ring a bell? I mean, so uh, these guys, the Department of Justice and its cronies, 1992? Yeah, 1992, Ruby Ridge. Yep, Probably. I was just born in 1992. Yeah. Okay, so there you go. A little bit before your time, uh, but Ruby Ridge, Waco, uh, Oklahoma City. I mean, so many things. And it's, I mean, even to think about, think about this first off. So let's say, let's say I'm a doubter, all right? Oh, JC, this is crazy talk, right? You don't have, you don't have, rock solid evidence that they planned it and you know we're behind organizing and whatever okay so bare minimum bare minimum because remember they're wringing their hands about all the intelligence failures and and didn't have security and then all this oh this is terrible the worst day in history assault on our democracy blah 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 well if the fbi is infiltrated all of these groups then at at the bare minimum they already knew what was happening. There was no surprise. It didn't sneak up. They knew this was coming. They knew what was about to happen. They did nothing to inform anyone or nothing to stop it. And this, I think this goes back to what you, what you rightly said, where it's all about, it's about them, right? So they want to, they want to let it go because we got to look like we're doing something and look at us. And then we can use it to weaponize this event, right? If we, so if they hadn't let the event happen, then it wouldn't be big enough that they could now weaponize it against the people that they disagree with. Right. So they got to stand back and let 
the Capitol be assaulted, let people die, get injured, property damage, you know, all this sort of stuff. They got, you know, or I mean, potentially, I mean, you don't know what, I mean, what, what could have happened, right? So let's say the, let's say, let's say the explosive, they're talking about explosives. The explosive guy is FBI, but let's say these guys are going to bring some explosive of their own. I mean, you don't know. And then they, they set that off and lots of people do die, right? And the FBI had said nothing to no one even though they knew it was going to happen like that, you know, it's a potentiality could have happened. So they don't know what's going to happen. I mean, they don't, they don't know what kind of damage and casualties this could be like this. This could have been horrendous and they do, they did nothing. They didn't stop it because they wanted it to happen. So then they can use the incident to target dissent, which is what they're doing. If the FBI is as good as they're trying to portray themselves to be, you would think they would have took different measures. Right. With, especially with everything that that agency has backing them. And if they stand for what they say they stand for, then they would want to stop it, right? Right. They would want to prevent that. Exactly. You, I mean, if they think, here's this thing, the, you know, the Congress people are going to be threatened, I mean, people's lives are potentially in danger, then they would want to inform the Secret Service, inform the Capitol Police, uh, you know, inform the president and, and stop it. They would want to stop it, right? They would want to prevent exactly. that. Well, we, st- we found out and we didn't, allow, we didn't allow this to happen. We stopped it. Here was, this, here was this plot. Here was this plan. Here was this conspiracy, and yeah. we foiled it. This could have been a tragedy. There could have been people inside the Capitol destroying property. People could have been killed. But fortunately, uh, we were in there, and we stopped it. That didn't happen. So they apparently infiltrated all these groups and, in the very least, did nothing. This, in fact, that was the conclusion years ago. So years ago, I, I got out of the military. I got out of the military in 98. Um, and I don't think I've ever told the story on, on the air. I don't know how much I'll, I don't know how much of it I'll, I'll tell here on the air. I've told many people in private about our experience relative to 9-11. Um, but I, I got out of the military in 98. We were at the University of Florida uh, college campus. Uh, Chrisanne was at law school college campus when 9-11 took place. And, uh, I, you know, some, some things, we saw some things uh, going on in the news that, that were head scratchers that having been in military intelligence, I knew, wait a minute, um, something something weird something doesn't add up with what i'm what i'm watching i mean there were so there was information come out there was new news broadcast come on there were information being given out that should not have been should not have been able right it shouldn't there's no way somebody could be reporting what they were reporting at that time all right in short i don't, I don't want to go into all the details right here they'll end up deleting our video and you won't hear any of this but uh, in short, I was watching on a certain network a former CIA uh, agent who was uh, the head of the um, Osama bin Laden area, whatever. That was his area of expertise. He was former analyst, and he was on the screens talking. And then the the there's smoke and fire still on the on the the, the towers, and uh, this guy rolls out 
a picture of 19 hijackers. I ask you, how do you have pictures of the hijackers that allegedly just, what did you, you I mean. As the events happen. How, as it happens. You have, their, you have all of their photographs. <laughs> how does that work? So, was, I'm, so I'm scratching my head going, wait, what? Here are prime suspects as yeah. the events happen. Here's who did it. What do you mean who did it? It just happened. Wait, what? Where'd that come from? Yeah. And you already have a graphic of it in the news studio ready for them to put up yeah. while you're talking as as the second plane hasn't yet hit the second tower, right? Crazy Whatever. Stuff. So I we saw I saw that. I'm standing there watching this stuff on the news. Just craziness. And so then it was it was a bit later, I think, after the 9/11 commission and uh you know, they did their whole rigmarole and I I was watching one of these investigative shows. I don't remember what it was, like a news thing like 2020 or Nightline or Dateline or whatever, one of those kind of things. And they were interviewing uh, a, a, um, a CIA, CIA uh, agent, field agent. And um, he, he, was, he was describing to the reporter how they had, you know, had been monitoring the, the call center in Yemen and blah, blah, blah. And they followed the hijackers um, into San Diego Airport, and so he was there waiting. He they landed. He he gets off, and they're coming out. The the alleged terrorists are coming out, and he says he says I'm there, and uh, you know, legally, officially, the CIA has no jurisdiction in the continental United States. Right? Their their jurisdiction is abroad. And so he says, I, I couldn't do anything. I had to hand off to an FBI agent because the FBI agent has jurisdiction here. And so he says, I got there and there was no FBI agent to hand off to. I, I didn't know what to do. Right. He's he's freaking out. And he, so he says he calls. He puts in a call. He's calling his supervisor. Da 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 da. Uh, and he tells a reporter on this show I'm watching. He probably I, I, I have to track it down one day. I want to I'd love to see this thing again. But I remember I remember the guy telling the story. And he says, um, I, I called, I got a phone call. And he said, I received from the highest authority the directive, do not pursue. Right? So he called him basically, hey, there's no FBI agent for me to, ha to hand these uh, alleged terrorists off to. If, and so they're going to get away if we don't pick up the tail. There's no tail here. Do you want me to follow them? And he said he received from the highest authority, do not, do not pursue. And the reporter said, what do you mean from the highest authority? Who are you talking about? George Bush? And he repeated, I received from the highest authority, do not pursue or do not follow. And the journalist pressed him and he wouldn't say. He wouldn't, say, he wouldn't answer directly. He just said, from the highest authority, whatever that means. Never said what that meant. Um, and then the guy's like, the guy's like, you know, how does, and of course, then he says, you know, next thing you know, we find these hijackers in the New Jersey, uh, New Jersey hotel room, uh, you know, operating out of there to launch terror attacks on the towers, right? This was the whole narrative that they were talking in the interview. And the journalist looks and goes, well, you know, how does that make you feel? What, I mean, what, you know, I mean, if you could go back, like what, what would you, would you do anything different? And he said, you know, knowing what I know now, I wouldn't let any technicality stop me. I would have followed him. And the guy's tearing up. Like, I don't know if the dude is sincere or he was some puppet or pawn or just a useful idiot. Or I mean, I don't know, whatever. But this was what he was saying.
okay? And this is where, you know, again, this was the years ago, and I hadn't, I hadn't looked into anything. This was just weird to me. I was fresh out of the military when I saw that initially and was like, okay, this, this doesn't add up. It kind of shook me like something doesn't add up. But I didn't, I didn't think, I didn't really, I didn't pursue it. Because I remember standing there that day thinking where my mind would go, I thought this is sort of something I didn't want to think about our government being capable of if I follow this line of reasoning that what I'm looking at, right? This is how I felt at the time. Like I, my mind, my mind didn't even want to dwell on it. I just wanted, I just wanted to forget it. That's where I was at that time. Just boom. Didn't think about it. Tower seven, nothing. I didn't know anything about that. You know, we didn't tower seven and you know, any of the stuff at that point. But then this guy, the interview and the nine 11 commission came out and all this thing started adding up. And I came to this conclusion that, Either our government was complicit in conducting, carrying out, or somehow involved in the events of 9-11, or in the very least, this was my conclusion at that time, in the very least, they knew what was coming, and they did nothing about it, and they let thousands of people die. So I see the same sort of minimal standard here, right? Either... They're out there involved in the stuff like they always are, orchestrating, scripting, driving, entrapping, instigating, or in the very least, they're infiltrated, plugged in, had all the information, and did absolutely nothing to stop it. And this is the one of those two things, and in fact, I think both of them in, in various cases, is the MO of the FBI and the, the yeah. Department of Justice and these alleged law enforcement services this is this is how they operate we either find out that they're the ones that came up with the plot and pretty much drove it funded it more or less carried it out with a couple of dupes alongside or they get plugged into these groups and they influence and do whatever whatever and then they know it's about to happen and they don't do squat, regardless of what the potential consequences might be. This is how they operate. So, I mean, what confidence What confidence do we have in these organizations? And then basically at the end of the day, what, what are they doing most of all? Like what is the, what is the majority thing that they do? I mean, obviously this, this doesn't seem to me if, – if, so if these things were legitimate, if you had legitimate terrorist attacks and domestic terrorism and insurrections, whatever, this is certainly not a legitimate way to conduct yourself in regards to those things. You certainly, I mean, as a law enforcement agency, you don't want to come up with plots and create plots to blow stuff up and kill people by sucking in a bunch of dupes and then carrying that thing out and, and every, all the fallout that follows. And then you certainly don't want to be aware of dangerous things about to happen. And then you don't do anything about it. You wait for it to happen. And then you capitalize on the fallout, right? That's really, I, I don't know what you would call that. That doesn't strike me as a law enforcement agency. I, I just don't think that's the right name for that. I, I don't know what you, I don't know what you call that. That seems to me, um, I don't know, subversives. Anti-American subversives, a subversive group, hell-bent on destroying the foundations of America. I mean, that's kind of how I would describe it. I don't know if law enforcement agency uh, really, really captures what they're about. 
And, and this is where we are. So I don't know what kind of, what kind of confidence. I mean, if you're a clear thinking person now, if you're a tribalistic moron who swallows all the crap from the media and, you know, and all, you know, is worship your party, if you're a lefty loon, right. Then, then maybe this, this makes sense to you and you have confidence in it, but I don't know how, how a clear thinking, rational person who is, who, who believes in the rule of law, who believes in equal justice for all, who believes in liberty. I don't know how you can have confidence in these agencies, in these uh, institutes, in the Department of Justice, if this is what's going on with basically all of it. And, it, and I think this simpleton, right, the simpleton, the idiot out there, the brainwashed moron lapping up all of the media nonsense, I was going to say, well, you know, they infiltrated so that they could stop these dangerous activities from these white supremacist terrorists who are going to cause mayhem and kill people. Thank God for the FBI. Had they not been in there, we, we wouldn't know about this. And I'm, my God, millions of people could have died. This is the greatest threat in history, white supremacy. I mean, it is killing people all over America. Thank God that the FBI was there and had these informants and operatives in the heart of these things. My goodness. Right. That's how the idiot, your average moronic American, I think, would think about this and never stop to think, OK, they were infiltrated in all this, these groups to stop them. But yet they didn't stop them. They let it happen. And none of these simpletons would stop and say, well, what is the purpose of letting it happen? OK, that's where some analysis and observation takes place. Turn on the news, turn on the congressional hearings. It should be obvious why they would want to let it happen. Since you think it's such a good idea, they're embedded in there so they can stop these terrible things that they didn't stop. Why didn't they stop it? Watch what's going on. They leverage it, weaponize it. Now they're targeting innocent people who were just present on the grounds of the D.C. Capitol and throwing them in solitary confinement. 20 year, 20 years Maximum sentence for disrupting a government process. Like, first off, how the hell is that defined? What what freaking kind of charge is disrupting a uh, disrupting a government process? What what does that mean? Like, I stand up in in, uh, in a congressional hearing. I'm in the gallery. Like, we've seen this over and over again. People in the gallery, and I stand up in the gallery in Congress, and I go, "You all suck." And they stop and bailiff, get that guy out of here. I mean, I've disrupted the process. I get 20 years in prison for that. That's crazy. No, it's what's it's political protest. It's political yeah. dissent. Right. Yep. This is allegedly what America is founded on. These people expressing their dissent. Now, the people go overboard in damaging property and and roughing up officers and stuff like that. Yeah, I'm not saying that right. that's good. OK, charge those people. But but some of these charges are so over the top, so extreme, so nonsensical. That it's clear there's more going on here than than simply trying to enforce the rule of law and, quote, protect our democracy. Utter nonsense. So anyone with half a brain ought to be able to see this. I'm afraid a large portion of the American people are just absolute media lapdogs who don't have two brain cells to rub together, and they think this is all great. They think this is keeping them safe. What happens 
when this power and this way of operating is now handed over to the to to the ones on the other side of wherever the people are who like what's going on what if, what if it was in the hands of the other political party or whoever whoever you consider your enemy you want this to happen to you so you let's say you don't like somebody like trump gets back into office and you're some lefty right you don't like this guy and you're on the Capitol steps, like there's a thousand of you and your buddies on the Capitol steps saying, you know, this guy sucks. We hate this Republican. And somebody takes a rock, throws it through a window or, or bounces it off the head of a Capitol police officer. We now, that person, Mr. Lefty, now thinks it's a good idea for him to be rounded up along with the idiot who threw the rock at the police officer just because you were present and now you're locked in solitary confinement for months on end and possibly spend 20 years in prison for disrupting a government process because some other people who were there got out of hand. Right? We're not talking about somebody who who assaulted an officer. not talking about somebody who did damage or whatever which i mean even that so trespass destruction of property and what's the normal charge for that 20 years because you broke a window are you kidding me so i'm not even talking about those people even though that stuff is i mean it's way overboard but many of these people as i said they're just they were just present they were just there and we're finding out they didn't they didn't do anything like this the one guy i mentioned didn't even do what they said he did. Now you have the video evidence and testimony, all this stuff. He didn't even do these things. Did they let him out? Have they cleared him? No. These people are rotting away in solitary confinement for pretty much nothing. Right? Many of these people, very little. The, the MAGA moms traipsing through the Capitol, you know. I mean, what is that? Trespassing? Okay, whatever. Here's your fine. I mean, I think I don't even think that's... I guess not even criminal. Here is a civil ticket. Trespass. Right. Which which I think even trespass. We'll get the lawyer in on this when she gets back. But I think in, I, I believe in trespass. I'm not the attorney here. I'm just married to one. But but I think you you have to be noticed even for trespass. Like you can't accidentally trespass. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you have to be made aware. No, you're not allowed to come in here. Right, right. And then from testimony, from the testimony, like other than the first two people who went in, like from all testimony, the doors are open, right? I mean, from what we hear in the video, the video evidence and some of the stuff we hear, I mean, they opened the doors anyway, and you had, which were probably some of these FBI operatives saying, hey, come on in, come on in. It's probably some of those guys, their same scripts, you know, let's get this started, let's get this going, let's let's go ahead and, you know, get get people in this place so that we, we know once they get in here and they're crowded and everybody's, you know, riled up, then something's bound to happen. And that's when we'll be able to arrest people and prosecute and then use this to target people that we don't like and shut down dissent. So come on in, come on in. I mean, that's what we hear that actually happens. So how are you even guilty of trespass if you're being invited in by federal operatives? Right, right. So, I mean, the whole thing's a farce, absolute farce. It's a joke. It's an absolute joke. But this is this is where we're at. This is how they operate. This is how they think. So it's really, again, really, it's not about crimes. It's not about, exactly. That's right, Nate. How can you trespass if, you're in, if you were invited? <laughs> exactly. That's the point. It's crazy. Like, what do you, I mean, other, seriously, as I watch the videos, like other, other than the guys literally throwing punches and hitting people with stuff and breaking windows and doors, 
I mean, beyond actual things actually happening that you can see, I mean, wh- what is it? I just see a bunch of rowdy people in a place allegedly they weren't supposed to be, even though they were let in, many of them. Now, I know some people before them in, in some areas, you know, pushed through the barricades and all that. You know, those guys were out of hand. So, yeah, prosecute those cats in front, knocked it over. But it seems to me the people running behind and going in as somebody opened it, I, surely you can't – how can you possibly charge them with the same thing of the guy in front who maybe knocked an officer down, kicked the barricade over, you know, punched the officer and beckoned everybody forward? How, how's, how are the rest of the people on that same level? Doesn't make, that doesn't make any sense. But, but this is – so it's not about – the so-called crimes or, you know, whatever they, they're supposedly doing. This is about opinion. This is about thought. This is about that here's a group that's weaponized these agencies against fellow, their fellow Americans because of what their fellow, fellow Americans think and believe and say. In, in this thing, violent, domestic terrorists, whatever. Again, w- white supremacy, greatest threat. Okay, where, where, show us the evidence of this. Show us the incidents. If, if this was a greatest, if this was the greatest threat that we face, there should be plenty of evidence. There should be plenty right. of instances that we can show of particular people we know to be white supremacists doing bad things in the name of white supremacy. How did this thing have anything to do with race? I don't know anybody that was attacked because of their race. Like what? How is this the the January 6th thing about race? How is it white supremacy? I don't even understand that. How do they even come up with that? I mean, no. And 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 again, the simpleton American doesn't even question like nobody says, oh, can you make that connection for me? This is this capital right is white supremacy. Really? In what way? How How is it white supremacy? Well, they were all white. Um, actually, they weren't. I watched the videos. There, it was like very a, a pretty diverse crowd, every ethnicity or whatever that you can see in there, right. of, of these people who were calling themselves patriots that were you know, ticked off and, and whatever. So, so that's not true. So what, what, what part of it was white supremacy? I mean, it's utterly, and I know it's a rhetorical question. We know it's utterly absurd. It's utterly absurd. But now we live in this place where you don't have to actually present evidence you, you know there has no actual tangible connections to these assertions have to be presented this this is the standard of the rule of law allegedly that we are dealing with and it what ought to be frightening the people on the other side who are cheering this getting behind this when you've absolutely ripped out the foundations of the rule of law don't be shocked and upset when it's eventually turned against you this is the very thing we warned about after 9-11 how you weaponize the patriot act about terrorism and look what they're doing to these alleged foreign terrorists to the people who they can label foreign terrorists we warned and warned and warned and warned for years that these tactics would be applied to those whom they labeled as domestic terrorists and the domestic terrorists would end up being simply those with whom they had political disagreement. Guess what? That day is come. We are here. Political administrations change. The winds blow in all different directions. 
One of these days, my friend, if you're out there cheering on this nonsense, don't be surprised when you wake up one day and the FBI is knocking down your door with a flashbang grenade and a battering ram and dragging you out in the middle of the night because you happen to disagree with whatever the ascendant political philosophy is of the time. This is a very dangerous trail we are running down, America. And if it doesn't stop, we are headed for much darker days than you ever saw on January 6th. And I don't see the people on the ground there as the aggressors. The aggressor that I see is the federal government being weaponized against its own people because it doesn't like what they say or think. Is this the America that you want to pass on to your children? Mr. FBI agent, this is the world your children will live in. Study some history, my friend. The thugs that carried out stuff like this under the Chinese, Maoist, in their revolution, under the Soviets, under their revolution, the thugs that carried this stuff out, many of them soon found the same apparatus turned against them and their own families. You are not safe just because you want to be a henchman for them now. This very same deadly, murderous, lawless system that they're building, they will turn it against you eventually when for one little moment you decide not to toe the party line. God forbid you develop a conscience somewhere down the road. The same thugs that you stood shoulder to shoulder with as you targeted innocent Americans will be the same thugs to take you out in a dark alley never to be seen again. This is the America that you're building, Mr. FBI agent, who allegedly took an oath to support and defend the Constitution of the United States against enemies foreign and domestic? What exactly is white supremacist about the principles contained in our Bill of Rights? What exactly do you hate about that? What do you find racist and evil about that? Which part do you want to overthrow and destroy? Because that is where you're taking us. So don't tell me, well, you know, FBI, it's, they're mainly good folks. No, the FBI is a rogue agency that is now destroying the foundations of this nation, and it will affect everyone and generations to come if it does not come to a halt. God help us. Thanks for joining us. See you next time. We hold these truths to be self-evident. That all men are created equal and endowed by their creator with certain alienable rights. We have a power. And we've raised a spoiled brat representative government that needs to be taken to the woodshed. Are you satisfied with the government that owns you? 
There are churches who refuse to allow us to use their facilities to teach. Unspoken or even sometimes spoken rule that religion and politics don't mix. You wouldn't dare speak out against the government or somehow resist. Christians have to be involved in politics. God commands it. Every turn of event through history hinged. One person will stand up upon a single person. And then everybody else will stand. A gym member surrounded by a crowd of supporters was placed in handcuffs. A Tampa Bay pastor has been arrested. Sentenced to a week in she jail. She also and tore up a cease and desist letter. We have a posterity waiting for us to say, we will not comply so you will be free. We have a chance to fight without bloodshed. But every time we comply, we establish a future where our children will not have that option.